Welcome to It Starts With A Click. I'm Olivia Bossett, fashion photographer and educator, and this is a podcast for fashion photographers looking to build their business on their own terms. Hello, how are you? I hope you're well. As promised, I am back with another episode for the podcast, and I think that this episode is going to prove popular, (laughs) mostly because it's one of the most asked questions I get. I've put off recording this for a long time, mainly because it's such a hard one to answer, and that is the ultimate question of what should I charge as a fashion photographer? The reason that I avoid answering this question is because the answer to it depends every single time on the individual and the job at hand. Um, And I'm going to cover that in depth with this. But let's just look at the basics. And I am not a pricing expert. I'm going to leave links to... Um, people who I can recommend and extra resources and all kinds of other things that will help you in the blog post for this episode. So make sure that if you want to see those, you head to my website and then you'll see the education tab. Click on education blog and you'll find my latest blog posts. Uh, Oh no, sorry. Scrap that. Head to podcast and there you'll see the podcast part of of the website and you'll be able to click the show notes in there. Um, There will be lots of resources there to help you out further, but I have been doing this for quite quite a while now, and I feel like I've got some tips that I can help give you a bit of guidance. So the first thing that everyone has to do, whether they're a photographer or not, is know what their cost of living is. I'm not going to go through the maths with you, but essentially you need to work out how much it costs you to live your life. That is, you know, how much is your rent every month? How much food do you need to buy every month? Um, Do you have any insurance costs that you need to pay for? Do you have travel costs you need to cover? You need to write down all the things that you need to live and how much it costs you to buy those things every month and add up to a certain number. Some people like to do this um, per year. I prefer to do it per month. It feels like a more manageable number. I think if the number gets too big, it gets a bit too scary and a bit overwhelming. So you can even break it down to weekly if you want, but I think that's probably a little bit too narrow. Um, And I do recommend doing this over a couple of days because you'll be surprised how you'll remember something three days in and you'll be like oh yeah I forgot that I also have to pay for my dog's food stuff like that um so start like a notes um app open up your notes app on your phone and maybe start to write down the things that you need every day and every month and how much it costs you to do those and then you'll have a tally and you can add up the figures um so that's the basics and You know, there are resources you can use that go into much more depth. Um, Jenna Kutcher has a really great freebie that you can download, which is all about doing the maths for your pricing. And I'm going to link that in the show notes that I mentioned. 
The second thing you want to work out is your cost of doing business. Um, This is the cost of everything that your business needs to run. So it's things like your website, um, your cameras, uh, any insurance. Um, There's loads and loads that goes into cost of your business. But basically do exactly the same thing that you did with your cost of living and do that with your cost of business and keep a note of all the things that your business needs to survive every month. Then what you want to do is add up those two figures per month. And that is how much you need to earn to break even every month. So let's say that you know that your living costs every month are £1,000. And your business costs every month are £200. You need to earn at least £1,200 a month just to cover your business costs and your living costs. That's without making any extra money for like going out for dinner or buying yourself some new clothes or whatever it is that you want to spend your money on that is literally just covering the bare minimum so that's a really important number to know because that will give you the absolute minimum that you can charge or that you can earn per month how you earn that much depends on you and how much you want to work and and how high you want to set your price etc etc but I feel like before you if you don't know that number you cannot go forward so spend the time working out what your cost of living is what your cost of business is and you'll be good to go if you can hear some rattling outside I'm really sorry I'm in London and I live next to like a weird building site and yes it's noisy but I have no other time to record this so I'm recording it now (laughs) um the next stage I think and like (laughs) I'm going to say this now, when it comes to pricing, I really feel that a lot of it comes down to how you feel. So look, take my advice, but please go and read other people's recommendations on how to price themselves because something might gel with you better than what I'm saying. So that's just my sort of my disclaimer. (laughs) What I've always done is look at the market around me and This is particularly hard in the commercial photography industry because we don't list our prices on our websites. The only way that you can really find out what people are charging is by speaking to other photographers and asking them openly. Some photographers won't tell you what they charge, others will. If you ask me directly, I will tell you, Um, but I'm open and I'm happy to share it. So I do suggest looking at the market around you and seeing what other people are charging, not because I want you to base your price on them, but it just it's just going to give you an idea of kind of where you should be sitting. Um, you definitely want to know what other people are charging just so that you can mainly know that you're not undercharging massively. I realized probably within about a year of starting out in photography, this was four years ago, five years ago, um, five years ago now, that I was really cheap, like far too cheap, because I think I spoke to someone who'd worked with a different photographer, who didn't have much more experience than me, hadn't been in business much longer than me, but had charged probably double what I had charged, and delivered about the same thing. So that was a bit of a wake-up call, So definitely find out what 
people are charging roughly so that you can know that you're definitely not going to be seen as super, super cheap because no one wants to be known as super, super cheap. Um, the next thing is to use your intuition. I, I really highly recommend going with your gut on, on how things feel for you when you're coming up with a price because this is, let me tell you a story. Basically, I came up with a price years ago based on maths that at the time I knew was probably a fair price, but something in me felt off. Something in me felt like I was charging actually a little bit too much. And whether that was just in my head or not, who knows? It doesn't really matter. All that matters is I didn't get booked. (laughs) And I wasn't getting booked because I was too expensive. I now charge a lot more than that. But at the time, I felt like I was almost a fraud for charging how much I was charging. I felt uncomfortable every time I told someone my figure. I felt embarrassed. I felt awkward. Um, And I swear it was just really bad karma. And I think I kept saying that as my price because if you speak to a lot of people who are older than you and who are more established they will tell you that you should be charging a lot of money because they're right you should charge money but when I was just starting out I felt so uncomfortable charging a high price because I didn't feel like I had enough experience I didn't feel confident in my work I didn't feel confident in myself so whenever I put out this this number I felt really uncomfortable And it wasn't until, I want to say like six months down the line, I had a session with, I'll call them a mentor, and we worked through my pricing and I told them I was really struggling to book work and I, you know, I'd done the math, this should be a good number, I couldn't understand why I wasn't being, um, wasn't being booked, and he basically told me that it sounded a little bit expensive for my experience. So he suggested trialing out bringing my price down a little bit and overnight I swear to god I got booked loads and the price was I it was like a middle point I would say but the big difference for me was that I felt comfortable with it I felt like it was the right price for what I should be charging, it felt like I could say it confidently, I didn't feel awkward about it, I didn't feel uncomfortable. Even in emails, I swear people picked up on the fact that I was feeling uncomfortable with the price I was giving them, even though it was through an email. I don't know how that works, maybe that's me being a bit woo-woo and superstitious, but all I know is that I dropped my price, I felt comfortable with it, and I got booked. Over the following months, I raised it slowly until I was actually back at the price I'd been originally at. Um, And I probably only did maybe six months of that lower price. But the difference was I'd booked some work. I had work under my belt. I'd slowly raised my price and I continued to get booked at that raised price until I reached the price that I was at before. And I was just saying that number confidently. And guess what? I was getting booked. And I really think that the price you charge often comes down to your confidence. And should you hold back on pricing because you're uncomfortable? 
Not necessarily. If you've been sitting at a low price for a very long time and you're still feeling in, un, uncomfortable charging a higher price, maybe you, you need to push yourself to up it a tiny bit. I always made a conscious decision to charge a little bit more after I'd been booked five times at that price. Then I would raise it by £50. I raised it very slowly and surely until I was at the price I'm charging now. Um, and it worked really well for me. So definitely listen to your feelings and how you're coming across when you give your price away because I know for a fact that that will change the way that you're perceived and the way you get booked and how much you get booked. The next really important point is that your price should vary depending on who you're working with and where you're working. To give you an example, if let's say Chanel (laughs) approached me for a photo shoot, I wouldn't charge them the same amount of money that, say, a startup brand in Cornwall was asking for. Does that make sense? Have I just muddled my words? You understand. I wouldn't charge them the same thing because Chanel's going to have a whole lot more money than this startup. You need to make your price variable depending on who the client is. Now, that doesn't mean to say that you have to be like extortionate and um, crazy. It's got to be a fair price. But be clever about it. If you know, and I'm all often sort of willing to negotiate a little bit if a startup hasn't got, you know, the right budget, but I, I like the clothing or I like the brand and I want to work with them and I feel like it's going to enrich my portfolio. Of course, you can sort of have a variable. One thing that I was taught years ago when I was actually running my magazine, which really stuck with me and helped me a lot, is to have a um, the price that you'll sort of you really want the high price the price that you're happy with and the price that you won't go under so there's three different options there so let's put it into numbers let's say that I'm charging a thousand pounds a day I want to absolutely get a thousand pounds a day but I would really like to get one thousand five hundred pounds a day so I'm going to go in at one thousand five hundred And let's say that they can't do that. So they come back to me with 1,300. I would take that because that's a middle price. But if they came back to me and said, we can't do more than 800, I would potentially go back and say, sorry, I don't work for that price. I think it's really important to set yourself a sort of a wall, a barrier where you're not going to go below because it sets you a boundary and it sets you a limit and a point at which you can say, I'm sorry, I don't do that. There's wiggle room in there for, you know, negotiation. And, you know, if you're going to drop your price a bit, there should be something that's taken away. Perhaps you're going to deliver less images. Perhaps you're going to be there for less time. Perhaps you're not going to be involved in the pre-production so much. Maybe that's the post-production you don't do. Whatever it is, you have to be in that sort of, there has to be a bit of give and take. Um, So just bear that in mind. But um, definitely think about who the client is, what they have, if they've got a lot of money or not. And sometimes it's hard to know, but generally, let's say they're printing ads, they've got shops, um, they've got an online store, and also look at the price at which they're selling their clothing or the product there they sell. If the product is going at £500 and you're charging £300 a day, they don't even need to sell one thing before they've made the money back. Does that sound fair to you? Because it doesn't to me. 
If I know that the brand is selling jackets at £300 a go, I definitely know they can afford me if I charge them £800 a day. Because all they need to do is sell two jackets and a half and then they've made their money back. And if it's a big brand, I guarantee you they do that every single day. Right, let's now touch on licenses and usage fees. The bane of my life. Um, I get asked this a lot because licensing and usage fees are very complicated and I'm gonna be honest I'm not an expert I'm not an agent I've not been in the industry for years and years and years and years so I don't really have a monopoly or of knowledge on how to calculate your usage fees but the main way that I think everyone does it and the main way that I've been doing it up until now is using the calculators online as simple as that. Um, there are two main ones that I know of that I've used in the past. The Getty Images Usage Calculator and the AOP, the Association of Photographers, which is a British Association of Photographers um, calculator, is also very good. And you essentially just put your day rate in and then you tick the boxes of what the usage is going to be for the images um, or image and it gives you a number. Often that number is super high and it's up to you to, you know, use your common sense, look at who you're speaking to. If it's Chanel, go in with the high number. If it's not Chanel, you can always reconsider, you can negotiate. Um, And the main thing I'll say about licensing and usage stuff like that, it's always going to be a negotiation. It's never going to be a, here's my rate and they just accept it. I've never had that happen before Um, and it's such a weird one because the industry is changing, fewer people want to pay for them these days, there's a bit of a a sort of a grey area of should social media be charged or not, sorry about the ambulance, (laughs) Um, I live live in London half the time now so I have to deal with this. yeah, there's like the social media these days. Technically, they're getting more viewing on social media, but at the same time, people aren't charging for social media use yet. It's a really weird gray area, and I think that every single time you approach licensing, you just go in with an open mind and an open heart and go in with what feels right for you. Be ready to negotiate, be ready to sort of wiggle around and accommodate and see what works for them. But ultimately, if they're starting to... Um, abuse you in any way or feel you feel like you're being abused in a way it's abuse the right word I don't know if abuse is the right word I think you understand what I mean though if you're being messed around uh, walk away it's not worth it Um, but absolutely if you feel if your images is going to be used in any kind of billboard or in a print ad or in a shop window or uh, in a newsletter that they send to a million people you should be getting compensation for that so don't be afraid to explain usage explain what a license is and if you're struggling with an analogy to compare it to I love using um, the comparison of the music industry in the music industry if a radio wants to play a song they need to pay a license to do so If we want to use a song on a YouTube video, we need to buy the rights to do that. It's exactly the same in photography. So if someone's confused about why they have to pay you to use your image, tell them that's the same. It's exactly the same system as that. 
So I hope that helps. Um, and I've been rambling on and on for like 20 minutes now, but the main thing I'll say is that you're going to make mistakes about your pricing. You're going to go up, you're going to go down. Occasionally you're going to go in too high and you're going to lose a job because you went too high. Sometimes you're going to go in too low and you're going to realize that you could have got more out of the client. And that is just life. I have definitely done all those things. I have gone in too high. I have lost a job because I've gone too high. I've given a quote for a license that was too high because I was inexperienced. I have also gone in too low and then realized afterwards that I could have charged a lot more. It's all part of learning, it's all part of the journey, it's all part of the experience and there is nothing wrong with learning in that way. So don't be afraid to make those mistakes, don't be afraid to go in to try something and to see what you get. Um, That's the main thing I've learned when it comes to pricing. Okay, so the next part of this is a Q&A. I actually went on Instagram stories and asked you guys if you had any specific questions about pricing because I thought it would be really useful to just answer immediate questions. So you guys have been sending them in and I'm going to answer a few of them now. The first one is, is it best to have a cost per project or a half slash full day rate? Um, so how I have done my pricing is I have a half day rate and a full day rate. Most of the time people go for the full day rate because there's not enough time to get what people need done in a half day. Occasionally that is something that comes up. Let's say I do an event. I, I don't all, I don't do that many events, but sometimes if I've, I work with a brand and I've got a good relationship with them, I will go and spend sort of a couple of hours shooting an event for them. Yes, fashion photographers do things other than fashion photography sometimes. Um, and I would charge my half day rate. Or let's say I was doing uh, a top up shoot for a brand and they just needed a couple of hours. I would charge them a half day rate. Um, but most of the time, shoots take all day. That's just the nature of fashion photography. It's very rare that we're not going to be on set all day long for at least eight hours. So I do go in with a a full day rate. Um, But is it best to have a cost per project? I'm not sure if you need to have either. I think it's very personal and it's up to you. Um, I don't really call my... When I'm invoicing my clients, I don't put in full day rate I just put in that you know it was this is the price for the photography I don't necessarily break it down um and what you can do is have your creative fee that's what I call it anyway my creative fee then you can have your license fee underneath and then your any extra costs on your invoice that's how you should be structuring your invoices not calling it like eight hours of photography or 10 hours of photography should be your creative fee that is the industry standard and then there'll be the licensing and everything on underneath that and any extra costs um, on your invoice after that. I hope that helps. But don't stress too much over whether it should be per project or half full day. Um, I think it's important for you to know what your full day rate is so that you can easily cost up what you're going to be charging people. But um, yeah, I hope that helps. How do you quote to ad agencies. This question was interesting because 
I didn't realize that people thought they had to quote differently to ad agencies, but you quote in exactly the same way to an ad agency as you should be quoting to anyone else. Um, I treat every single person who drops into my inbox or who calls me uh, asking for a quote in the same way, whether they are a top ad agency in London or New York, or they are a small brand um, in Falmouth. I will treat them the same. I think that everyone is the same. You know, the price obviously would vary depending on the project, but the quote remains the same. So don't change anything about how you would quote to an ad agency. Just break down your costs if they want to see them. Put Pop in your creative fee, pop in any licensing or usage rights and any additional sort of equipment costs you would need or location fees. Or if you're going to pay for your assistant directly, um, how much your assistant will cost, etc, etc in your quote. But just treat them exactly the same. When someone tells you their budget, how do you price for that? That's um, an interesting one. So sometimes when people come to you asking for a quote, um, they might tell you what their budget is for the shoot. Um, And it's very simple. If the budget is lower than I can go in at, I will not do that. If the budget is super high, I might take that budget and then break down how I would, you know, use that budget effectively. So let's say they've they've told me they have £5,000 of budget. I will say, you know, say what my creative fee, let's just for the sake of example, um, and all the numbers I've said in here, by the way, are, have been for sake of example, there's been no direct, like, this is what my day rate is. Um, let's say that just for ease, my day rate is 1,000. Um, I'm going to put them at creative fee as 1,000. They want to use the images on... Um, online and in some newsletters so I might charge another thousand for that that's two thousand of the budget gone then they want makeup hair um, nails um, and then models the the budget gets broken down into all those things there's the location fee as well so if I get given a budget of five thousand for the whole shoot I know that I can break that down into those things um but that doesn't always, that's not always the case and that's not always how people will approach it. Sometimes people will only quote you what they have for the photography and not for the shoot as a whole. But often you will get given sort of a big number of this is what we have for the photo shoot as a total and then you can break down in your quote how much it's going to cost, you know, for all the different things. So I really hope that helps. If you want any more sort of help on what kind of things you should be putting on your invoicing and all your quotes, definitely let me know and I could possibly cover that in some way. Anyway, I think I've mumbled on enough about pricing. Um, As I said, I'm not an expert. I'm always learning myself and I'm going to add lots and lots of links to resources that you can look at, that you can read more of, that you can hopefully get help from. And if you want to ask anything more specific, please ask me. If I don't know the answer, I will point you in the direction of someone who might. And I hope this has been helpful. Good luck with your pricing. I know it's not easy, but just have confidence in yourself, believe in yourself, and you will be fine. I will see you next week for another episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of It Starts With A Click. If you enjoyed it, please come and let me know over on Instagram at Olivia Bossett. That's my handle. If you'd like to learn more about fashion photography in general, then head over to my website. It's www.oliviabossett.com. 
I blog weekly all about fashion photography and I also have a huge free resource library which is full of free downloads. Downloads include a pitching email course which is a five part free email course. Um, all about pitching. There's an ebook which is all about using Instagram and Pinterest to market your business. And there's even an email template file of how to pitch yourself it's word for word. It's the email I use when I pitch myself to brands. So go and get that. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you're using to listen. And make sure that you don't miss future episodes because they're going to be amazing. I will see you next week. Bye.